Are you ready for the breakthrough insights that will help you activate your magnetism, amplify your message, and get wildly paid to be you? My name is Eva G, and I'm a human design business coach, and I'm obsessed with helping you drop all of the shoulds and build your divine legacy by aligning to your true desires, being in your zone of genius, and leveraging your human design. I want you to step onto the path of least resistance and a path filled with pleasure and enjoyment. I have done it, others have done it, so it's absolutely possible. How? This is what I will uncover in this podcast. So let's dive in. So I want to welcome you to the Breakthrough Insights show. And uh, it is my honor to have you here and to speak with such a beautiful, radiant soul and have you illuminate so many things for us around, you know, how you shifted your life and the Breakthrough Insights that got you here. Um, So welcome, first of all, Nani. And uh, I'm super excited to dive into everything that we've got in your chart. This episode is going to be a little bit different. I'm experimenting, you know, I'm pivoting all the time as an MG. So um, my first absolute question is, you know, who are you? What do you what do you do? Tell everyone who doesn't know about that. Wow, who are you? That's like it's such a wide (laughs) question. And it's also like a very deeply spiritual question. So I don't even know if I can answer that. Um, I mean, I'm embodied in this beautiful body. I'm living a life that I love. I'm helping others to do the same, to see, know, and share their gifts and to bring them forward in a way that joys them and that fulfills them. So I guess that's my current role in this embodiment and who I am behind that. Mm-hmm. I don't even dare to describe that, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're kind of boxing in like your multi-dimensionality, but uh, yeah, just to kind of tell, give people a little gist, you know, um, around what do you do and how can you help them? How do you help people? What's that difference that you make? So it's basically helping people find their direction. So a lot of people come to me, they know they have something within them. They want to share. They want to do something good with their time, with their energy, with the specific skills and gifts that they have. But they may not exactly know how to do that. And sometimes they may not even know what their strengths are. So this is like one big part that we're working on to see, okay, like, what is it really that lights them up? What makes them unique? How does that combine? And how can they channel that into like a project that makes sense and is joyful to them? That's not stressful, forceful, but like something guided from their souls, from their intuition, something that really deeply, 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 deeply makes sense for them and for their individual expression of soul, because it's like, who are you? Who are we? Question like it's so wide, and mm. I really like to see it this way with like um, from Sanskrit kind of this term, like the three levels of self. There's the Brahman, the Absolute. Then there's the Jiva, the individual expression of soul, and then this Ahamkara, like all the stories. And I really like to work with the Jiva part of people. So like, what are our souls here to share and to do and to give? In each moment, it doesn't need to be a decision forever, but what is relevant now? So it's really about helping people tune in with themselves, see what is it that they are here to share and to give and to do now, Mm -hmm. and how can they stay connected with that and do it their way? Yes, absolutely. Oh, I love that. 
Yeah, it's that connection to our, our higher self, right? And how can we live in alignment with that? And how can we feel those internal nudges, right? And and follow in human design, we call it authority, right? But like really listen to our intuition, our gut, and like really follow what lights us up. And uh, you are such an embodiment of that. And that's why I'm like so excited to be talking with you today, you know, for everyone you can see uh, Nani's chart and everything in her, in her chart is all about this, right? She has, uh, she has only the defined uh, G center and uh, sacral and uh, it's defined through this 1034 channel. And uh, you know, it's wow. Um, it, you are really the embodiment of, of living in alignment with spirit and following what brings you joy and excitement and you are then sharing that with everyone else and helping them live in that alignment and create the, the magical life not just you know very human very average like mm, okay you know I, I gotta do this and then i get this and like okay no but like magic right um, yeah. Yes, there's so much potential in everyone. And like, yeah, I, I believe in every single person, there's so much potential. And um, it's, I think like, most of the times we don't even allow ourselves to live our potential. Like we limit ourselves, we hold ourselves back and I still do it. Like I, I know like there's so, so, so much more potential, but so is there for everyone. And like the way that I feel it, so speaking about the human design, I really feel it's like this full energy within me, within my body that wants to be expressed, that wants to shine out, that wants to be shared and channeled into something. Mm, well, that's that 34, right? That's that gate of power. And that's activated by your sacral. That's like lit up by something. And you're like, yes, I want to go after this. This is it, right? And then, you know, also you're, you're 41 in Mars, you know, the, the like the Mars is what drives us, right? And how we take action in the world and move through the world, right? And so the 41 seeks new experiences that have this um, potential to evoke an emotional response. And even though you have like a fully open um, emotional center, right? Like, I feel like you are just like, you know, those of us who have a defined emotional center, which is one of the motor centers, right? You're very motivated by the emotional experience of something, right? Does it light you up or not? How is it to go through this process? Does it feel good to go through this process? Or is it just like, eh, I got to go through the emotions, right? And if it's that, it's like, no, it doesn't light me up, Right. So this 3410 channel and this this 41 in Mars, like absolutely. And your 34 is also in the unconscious Mars, you know, which in uh, Gene Keys is called the, the sphere of vocation, right? So it's what you're here to do, right? Driven to pursue the things that are important to us. And then you have the energy to pursue it regardless of any resistance that you may face. It's like, I'm going after this magical life and this is it. So uh, we're going to be covering a lot of this in this episode because I feel like this is something that you can really bring a lot of breakthrough insights around. Because I, I started out um, as an architect, right? And I left architecture and I was very much left-brained, right? Even though I'm like this moon in Pisces, I always had this, you know, love for the other side and the spiritual um, but it took me a long time to really listen to my gut. And I think it's the same for a lot of us, right? It's That's why it's super hard to follow our authority, right? And that's the biggest task, you know? And so for you, 
your entire chart is about that. And you embody that so beautifully. So like, I want to hear from you how that feels like, how you've shifted into that, how you trusted that over the shoulds and all of it. So before, yeah. before we go into that, I want to ask you, how did you move into doing this and living this, you know, beautiful life? So human design really helped me to understand it and to understand the gut response. Um, what I was always very, very clear about is that I needed to do what I love and I could only pour my energy into things that I knew I wanted to do. And that was like in the past, like a very classical business consultant career, more in like the very conventional sense. So I mm -hmm. poured a lot of time, energy, attention and focus into that. And at the, like, I loved it. I loved the creative part of it. I didn't love all the, like all the parts of it, but I loved the creative part of it and the strategy part of it. Um, and like, if there was something that was like boring or like whatever, I could just not do it. Mm -hmm. And I always had this like spirit that needed to pursue things that I'm passionate about, that I love and like that came through snowboarding, surfing, wakeboarding, traveling, exotic places. Um, and I was always clear I needed to do that. There was just like no question about it. Like, um, I, I got a lot of feedback in my life from people like saying it was so courageous what I was doing, but for me, it's just like, there's just no other way. It's mm -hmm. just the only way that there is. However, with the gut response, that wasn't the natural thing to me. I actually learned that through human design because, mm -hmm. um, as my journey unfolded, I knew like I needed to trust my heart and my soul and my intuition. Um, I was brought up in a way, well, like two ways. So like I'm half German, half Taiwanese. And my German side of the family raised me in a very business-oriented way. My Taiwanese side is very spiritual. Um, yeah, so like I was pretty much raised to, to run businesses mm. um, and like to to use my mind and to, to be structured and focused, even though like I have a very creative, intuitive and artistic side to me. Um, and yeah, with experience, I was good at those structuring things. I was good at like the focus, mind things, but it wasn't like this thing that brought me so much joy and it was like so deeply fulfilling. And as I, learn to listen more to my heart and to my intuition. It's like, hmm, yeah, sometimes I get nudges. They are crazy to the conditioned mind. They are crazy to like what people around me say or think or like what I should be doing, like from hmm. things that I've learned maybe in business school or wherever. It's like, seems so crazy, but I feel I need to do this. And whenever I followed up on it, it was like universe was like, yes, rewarding it with like, so many things that were way better than I could have ever, ever, ever imagined. And when I ignored it, I was like, well, yeah, life was just like pushing me a little bit more like, no, not this way. Yeah, the and, frustration. <laughs> yeah. And also like just outer events, like it's always like the outer and inner is, is a reflection of, of each other, right? But like also outer events that mirroring to me like, yeah, maybe you want to rethink this and redirect a little bit. And, um, yeah, so I knew, okay, I need to trust my heart, my intuition and my soul. And then a good friend who's 
also training people in human design in Germany, she brought human design to me. And she's like, hey, look at this. Like, you should listen to your gut response of yes and no. And I was like, my gut response? What? Like, I'm connected to my heart. I listen to my heart no matter what. And I don't even know what you're talking about. And then she was kind of like... So yes, let's practice this with yes, no questions. Like, yeah, well, okay. Like, it's strange to me. I don't know. Like, <laughs> and um, yeah, she just brought it to me like over a period of several months. And she actually said one thing that like made it click for me because she said like, your only channel is between your gut and your identity center which I perceive as my heart so when I feel something in my heart then it's the same like it's, it's also coming from my gut it's connected energetically and I just had a better connection to this heart chakra this heart space than my sacral chakra at the time and yeah that made absolute sense to me and like I was I was more open to, to like tune into that and then through a lot of healing work on my sacral chakra um, things freed up And hmm. the way I was taught about like human design in the beginning was like to listen to this like gut sound of like, mm, and mm, mm, and, like uh -huh. it wasn't really like that for me. But what I do feel is energy. I feel energy very, very strongly. And now I can feel it so clearly. Like I can feel so clearly if I'm lit up by something and I feel this expansive energy, which I had like before our call and I still have now and I can also feel if it's like saying nah rather not and mm -hmm. um yeah I've been really leaning into trusting that and for me it's true like when I follow up on my gut feeling even though like maybe logical I have no clue why yet it leads me somewhere it energizes me more and opportunities show up people show up things make that sense it's fun and when I do things where my gut was like, mm, rather not than like, it just like, yeah, it, it's a little whatever. bit. Better. <laughs> yeah. Like whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's the, that's the beauty of it. Right. I, again, I love your chart because it's all about this, right. In your uh, son, you got the gate 25, all about this love of spirit and, you know, playing with this innocence in life and following, you know, like this beauty of life, right? And the gate 10, you know, self-love. And you talk about this in your, in your content, right? Loving your life and loving yourself and like really giving to yourself what you truly desire instead of going for the shoulds and all of that, right? And following the, these internal nudges. And then you got this gate 46 in your earth, you know, which is really this gate of like embodiment, right? And then connecting to your body and feeling things, you know, from your body. And through your body, you connect with your higher self. And then this embodiment of your higher self kind of imbues us with a deep and in, uh, intuitive knowing or where we need to go in order to experience what we desire to, right? So it's like you're guided through your body again in your chart, another thing, right? So it's like all really highlighted and like, you know, layer upon layer, everything is just, you know, one on top of the other, right? Which is why your chart is so fascinating to me. Whereas like the rest of us usually have it like, oh, a little bit here or something and then a little bit other thing over there for you it's like all going in similar directions and um yeah and so what i wanted to really kind of touch upon is that you do energy work and so 
through connecting to your body and really listening to it more and kind of learning to discern between the energies and what is this lit up response and where does it show up, right? And also like um, activating your sacral. Like a lot of people think that when someone doesn't have, you know, a defined sacral, you don't follow your, you know, your sacral response in a way, right? In human design, it's like you're not a sacral being, so you don't have that kind of sacral, uh uh-huh, right, in this pool. But in the chakra system, you definitely have to kind of use the sacral because this is the seat of this uh, cosmic egg and this seat of our desires, right? And this is what kind of, you know, how we flow into and connect to life and, you know, our true desires and honor our true desires, which are connected to the universe source, you know, and our higher self. And this is how they communicate with us through our body. So tuning out, right, and and tuning in um, is so important. And yet so few of us are actually taught how to do this. And we constantly live in the mind and in the outer world, right? And we're giving our power, basically leaking our power out, you know, because we're constantly focusing on, you know, the objects of the outside world and rarely focusing on the subject, on us and going within, right, and listening to our body this is why the somatic work is, you know, so big for so many of us, because, you know, for the first time we realize, you know, that how do we respond to fear? How do we respond when we look at money? Do you have like a Ugh, contraction? Oh, I'm scared. Or do you have like mm, money, pleasure, joy? Yes, come to me, you know? Like that was one of the big breakthroughs for me of like, wait, I used to see money as like ugh, something that's like, I, I don't like it. It wasn't there for me in my childhood, you know, growing up without my dad and like all of that. And then kind of like shifting that into, hey, I love you. When I think of you, you know, there's beautiful emotions that come up in me and it takes rewiring that. And so for you, it took like working with that sacral, right? The sacral chakra. So what was that about and how did that help you? Yeah, it's so interesting to hear you share about it because it just mirrors to me again, like it is not normal. Not everyone is doing that. So like um, I was honestly, I was a little bit surprised and it's it's nice to hear you mirroring this to me, but I'm kind of like, I need to like look into my memory how it was not perceiving this energy and like all those sensations in my body and listening to it and trusting it because it's just became so natural to me. Um, Did you have any guilt before, you know, like, because this, this channel 1034, right, you kind of, you have to get your own way, right? You know, you have this, you know, power from the 34. And then it's like, you know, all connected to the 10, like self love, and I'm going to go forward through life, you know, doing what I love. And it, it has to be this way, everything else is not fulfilling, right? But then, we feel so much guilt, you know, especially like maybe growing up in, in the culture that you did, you know, in Germany, right? It's very much about like, this is an obligation. This is a duty. This is kind of like a, a should, right? And like, ugh, you you got to go on this path and like, this is it. And this is what is going to bring you, you know, the success and whatever. And then you go against that and you're like, no, I'm actually just going to follow my heart, not my mind, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so there's a lot of guilt that, that, you know, comes up. And a lot of us don't give ourselves the permission, you know, to follow that over the shoulds. And there's a lot of trust that's needed in the beginning in order to follow that. And also a lot of like looking in hindsight, oh, 
when I did, it ended up like this. And all the painful times were actually the times when I was misaligned, when I, you know, said yes to something that I really felt I should have said no. So kind of finding that proof, finding that evidence, right? And then along the way, focusing on the evidence that, hey, this is working and everything is working out for me. And my alignment is guiding me there. And, you know, the painful moments and the frustrations are the sign of misalignment. And thank you for everything. Thank you for the guidance, right? Instead of like, ah, darn it, you know, like this again, it's not working. Ah, this is not working, right? I'm looking for that, you know, evidence that it's not working. Kind of like rewiring and shifting into the other. Yeah, you're saying something interesting with with the guilt um, and obligations and leaving those things behind. So like for me, it has different expressions. Like on one side, again, there was no question about it. Like they were just things I knew I needed to do and that they felt right. And um, with the Capricorn moon, I always loved efficiency too. And just like, yeah, to have things like clear and efficient and easy mm. as possible to like get as much done in a short amount of time and energy input as possible mm-hmm. open um, route <laughs> yeah so yeah in human design terms like that so there were things like where it's like okay like where we're seeing like people like they make it so difficult for themselves um and they're wasting their time and um i'm not going to do that because there's a different way and it was just like clear What was more challenging, like in terms of guilt, maybe, hmm, so I guess it gets difficult when like what I feel, what I need to do is not exactly in line with maybe what like people that I love would like me do or see. Um, I guess this is where it gets got really 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 challenging um and which was a journey for me to really like see and process a lot of things because in the end like the outer world like whatever triggers us on the outside what really get reflected back from the outside are always internal things Mm -hmm. and there has definitely been a journey with that yeah definitely Mm, beautiful Okay. I got I got a lot of uh, questions connected to all of your open centers and now how are you you know going towards your your vision in life? Actually first I mean um what is that thing that you want to manifest in your life? What is your vision for your life? Not just you know like the, the impact that you want to make and the difference that you want to make, but what is that kind of overarching um feeling that you're after because on my journey I've realized it was a huge breakthrough moment for me when I realized actually that I was always searching for unburdened joy of life and then everything that I was doing up to one point was like not working and frustrating me and it was like you know okay okay and then with blips of joy you know and then it's like okay okay and then a blip of joy right whereas I wanted life to be like it was before you know like magical with like some blips of like going down right but then I realized what I was constantly doing is burdening myself burdening myself with the shoulds and burdening myself with like the conditions that I've put you know, on my own receiving, 
you know, one clear example in business is like, until I do this entire sequence of posts, I can't receive a client because, and then you justify it in your mind, right? They haven't seen this and that, and how are they going to buy until they see all of this? And like, you know, these are the conditions. And so you put this condition on top of yourself, right? And it's like, you don't open yourself to receive, right? You are stuck in this waiting mode. Right? You're waiting for something to like play out until you can be like, oh, now I deserve to receive it or this efforting that is like needed to receive something. And so I experienced, you know, a lot of frustration and I had this, I was throwing a huge tantrum one day, you know, with my, with my coach and my friend. And it's like, why is this not working? What is going on here? I've done everything right. I've done this right and that right. And it's still not coming through, you know, like, like what is going on? And then it was reflected back to me that I was putting on these conditions and that it was completely out of alignment with this unburdened joy of life. And at that moment, it was a huge breakthrough for me because, you know, I had this kind of good girl conditioning, right? And I need to do it right. You know, in an, our spiritual world a lot, you know, it's like, you know, so much about the, the details and the nuances, right? You know, when you're doing, let's say you do Kriya, right? When you're doing Kriya yoga, if you're doing this kind, you face the east. If you're doing that kind, you face the north, right? You should wear white. You should do this and you should do that. And if you are not doing something perfectly, you can immediately put yourself in like, oh, that condition, right? That thing, it's like, oh, it's not going to happen because this didn't happen. And you're not allowing yourself to be imperfect. And that was like my big breakthrough moment of like, I can release the good girl and I can be this kind of rebel girl and still receive everything and still, you know, be worthy, right? Why am I not worthy if I'm like doing it a little bit imperfect? Like, why not? And I was burdening myself with all of that. And so I'm, I'm curious if there were those moments for you where you were, you know, hitting that frustration or what is that thing that you want to manifest and that you're always kind of realigning yourself with so that you can say, ah, I'm embodying that thing which I want to manifest, that state of being in which I want to be in. Yeah, first, I just so love your sharing because as you share this, I can literally feel this liberation. Like I can oh, feel it in it my was body. Huge. <laughs> it was huge. This girl, good girl conditioning is like one heavy mofo. It, yeah. <laughs> it just feels like this massive explosive joyful liberation. Literally, it's like, yes, like, yes. <laughs> so I just needed to share that because it just feels so good in my being I don't know if this is like those are my open centers just like taking in what you are sharing yeah, and I you're getting so it. much joy about it <laughs> yeah it's it's exactly what you're saying like it's so simple and then like just cut out the rest and I guess it's like really like um again like where we are in our own ways and I've definitely been there and I in some ways I, I still am so like it's it's an ongoing process um and it's it's a fun process actually too to just like see how we are in our own ways sometimes like ah Nani really <laughs> <laughs> um And yeah, like the breakthrough is always kind of like through seeing what triggers me on the outside. Or if I'm not okay with something on the outside, I'm triggered by something, I don't like it. And I look at it, where is this within myself? Mm -hmm. Like, how am I doing this to myself? Because um, 
like, and this is also like an important shift that I needed to make, like away from this yes. victim consciousness that things oh. are happening to us and like this and this and this, but like see, okay, like we create our reality. And if like we subtract certain situations, if they're painful, um, and this may trigger people, like maybe we have a certain resonance to it, like be it through like past lives, through karma, through like things that are within us. And I know they're deeply painful experiences and I honor the pain and I validate the pain. And I don't like to see myself as a victim of things, but I like to take responsibility and see, okay, like this is what is here and what can I shift? Like what is my power? And also to take my power back where I've given my power away. Oh, like this is like this. Oh, things are just like that. That's like, okay, like what is actually like my power in this situation? What can I shift internally? And this is where my breakthroughs come from. And it's pretty much like always all about that. Like seeing what do I love to do? What brings me joy? What am I being really called to do for my heart and soul and being and like for my energy? This is answering your other question. Like for me, it's all about love. It's, um, yeah, it's a state of being, being connected with this love. It just feels so good in the heart. It's so fulfilling. Um, it's, it's like a wonderful, expansive, blissful, ecstatic feeling. Mm. Um, and when I feel this, I know I'm in the right place. Like I, I, I'm doing exactly what I'm meant to be doing. Like this is it. And I feel super, super, super connected. And I don't know, maybe some people would maybe describe it as flow state, but it's, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful experience. And yeah, there's just like a lot of the noise, a lot of the questions, the shoulds, like it's just not there. It's just like that feeling and that state of being. Um, and the work, I guess, is to just be in the state of being and to operate and to give and receive gracefully from there. And to, yeah, actually, yeah, to just be there. Yeah. And the being there, um, maybe it can just be as simple as just being there. I also do a lot of other work around it, like, um, yeah, the energy work, the Kriya coaching, um, to let a lot of like the illusions and noise conditionings fall away. But in the most simple term, like if I would like need to put it in the most simple way of being, it would just be just to be in the state of being of connection and love. Yes. Yes, exactly. And that's what you realign yourself. And that's like your, your measuring stick, right? It's like, if it's not like this, then it's out of alignment with what I desire. Right. And so let's shift back into that. And is this thing bringing me this feeling of bliss and expansion and excitement and passion or not? Right. And if it's not, how can I, you know, either change it, shift it or cut it out of my life. Right. And that's it. So just, um, I wanted to kind of ask you what were those things that you that you see with your clients that they need to move through in order to you know create this life and this business that is fully in alignment with their true desires. Yeah, you can see that in my chart and I'm very very open, right? Mm. So, I feel into each person like it's very very individual. So, 
actually every single person I work with is a little bit different than that. And also like what they need to shift, what they need to be able to trust, what they need to, to trust themselves and listen to themselves. So and it, like I actually work with like a big diversity of people and I love it because I love the variety. Um, sometimes like, especially like with people with like defined head centers, for example, like sometimes it's really helping them to, who have a lot of air in their charts, it's really helping them to like, kind of like see, um, to sort out like their thoughts a little bit, kind of like to see the, not to only see the trees, but mm. to see the forest. So um, sometimes it's like a lot on the mental level. It also depends a lot like on the availability of the person, like how much they are willing to tune into like um, layers beyond or behind the mind. There are other people who are like way more um, connected emotionally and they process things emotionally way better. So there the work is a lot through the emotions, through processing emotions, feeling emotions, finding empowerment and that because everyone has wisdom and guidance within and everyone accesses it like maybe like a slightly different way. And through my open centers, I guess like every person I feel is a little bit different. Like I feel their energy, I feel their emotions. Sometimes I, like I, I pick up on their like, thinking activity sometimes I pick up on like thoughts like I don't mean to like have to be scary <laughs> I pick up on people's physical sensations and um, that helps me a lot to guide them like I, I perceive what's going on and I, I I can sense if it's easier for the person to work like maybe person in a mental way emotional way energetic way maybe even mm. or somatic way and then it's all about connecting them, helping them connect to, to themselves, so their truth, their essence, so their hearts and souls, and yeah, their soul's guidance, because it's all within everyone. Yeah. And then if they need tools, if they need like a little bit more structure, I give it, but I always invite people. And if I have their human designs, according to authority, I always invite them to tune in like what really resonates with them. Mm. And that's a hard thing to do, you know, because in the beginning, you know, the mind and the ego is so loud, especially, you know, with like so many open centers for you, you know, like I'm guessing that, you know, your shoulds and, and conditionings and everything was, you know, very loud. Maybe, you know, it usually ends up being like that, you know, like we we try to make decisions from the places where, you know, where we have those open centers. Right. And so that's where, where we're kind of being pulled to. Right. And it's, you know, for a lot of people, it's very hard to listen to our true desires or to like we hear them. But it's like the ego comes in so fast with all of the the doubts and like, well, no, this is more logical. So this then it must be better. Right. And like this is what you've done before. So like, you know, stick with that or all of that. Right. And so in the beginning, it's it's it takes work to actually recognize that oh that first thing that came up is the thing that I should kind of like come back to instead of immediately pile on all of these other things you know on top of it and not listen to it right and kind of you know ignore it and um, you know in the beginning you know I was I was working with some people and um, you know who kind of were like lost at a certain stage 
right? Because they couldn't access that part, right? They, they, they couldn't, like, it's like, it comes and goes so fast, right? That initial, like, true response, true desire. And the other things are so loud and so many of them, you know, that they ended up being like, well, I'm confused, I'm confused, I'm confused. You know, I don't know, I don't know. It was just about like, you know, you actually do. But it's that first thing that you thought. <laughs> Let's go back to that, right? You know, so like coming back to that, it, it ends up, it can be, you know, hard for some people. So it might be more easy for you because of like, you know, so the the other things like just looking at your chart and everything. But, um, but yeah, but the questions mm-hmm. that you have, for example, in, in your highlights and things like that, I can see, you know, like, just how you're always guiding people to that, right? To that first initial, like, true response from the heart, from the soul, you know, and connecting them to their highest self so that they can make true decisions from that place, you know, and then follow through with inspired action and then using the rational mind to kind of, like, fill in the blanks and the details and all of that. But, you know, the the higher self and that guidance gives the true direction, Right. And whereas we've been taught differently, right, that the mind makes all of the decision and everything is on the mind, you know, but when you learn to like actually take, you know, that uh, guidance from your higher self and your authority and everything and then use the mind later, it's like everything becomes so much easier, so much more in flow. And that's when you, you know, you're lit up by everything that you're doing and you become magnetic to the to the, the, you know, state of being that you desire, to the opportunities that you desire, to the people that you desire to call in, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, there are so many things I want to say to that right now. So, like, the most pressing thing, like, or, like, most, that's most in the front for me um, is receptivity, like, I know for myself, and maybe that's because like I have three R's and one L, I know, or in so many open centers, but I know like if I want to receive guidance and to hear my intuition and actually like the best ideas and inspiration, no matter if that is like, yeah, for my clients or for myself, is when I'm receptive. And I'm not receptive when I'm overthinking or when I'm trying to focus my mind and do and force and control then there's no space to receive. But when I receive, this is where the genius comes from. And that's the other thing like that came to me when you shared that, because again, I found myself like a little bit surprised when you shared that, like um, it's not normal for everyone to be tuned in with this. And I can understand it because I wasn't always, but again, it's become such a natural part of my life. Mm. I just, could not imagine life without it. And I don't know if this is like reflected in my sort of find identity and direction center, but like, yeah, it's like being tuned in and connected with source, with love and this guidance. It's, it's everything for me. Hmm. It's, it's literally like everything. And um, yeah, again, I could not imagine any other way. Yeah, and that's your that's your zone of genius. So for for those of you who haven't looked at her chart, she's a two four, right? So that line two is that you know genius, easy breezy genius. And so this is like you know like this is your genius, you know, really connecting to spirit and you know acting out of self love. This is your you know gates twenty five and ten, you know, in your sons, and then this channel thirty four ten, right? 
it's like really really all about that and then connecting to yourself and like really listening to that and yeah we can kind of like you know uh, for those of us who are line uh, line two uh, you know these things are so obvious to us that we we can't really um, comprehend that like how does everyone not do this? You know, <laughs> I've had this with my, you know, like powers of communication, you know, my zone of genius. And then it's like, well, no, not everyone knows how to communicate with someone else or communicate their magic or this and that. Right. But it's like, but it's so easy. How do you, how can you not, <laughs> you know? And so we need, you know, for those of you who are listening, who have the line too, it's so helpful to have someone to be that mirror for us and to reflect our genius back to us and say, Hey, 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 not everyone has this, you know, this is like, you know, a rare thing. This is your genius. Like, no, the rest of us don't have it. Can't you see it? Oh, you have, you don't like, yeah, now you see it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we, we sometimes need that reflection um, and to see that. So absolutely. And I wanted to, um, unless you want to share something else, <laughs> let me know. Um, no, like I completely agree with you. Like, and it really seems to be like, I mean, I think everyone has it regardless of line two or not, but it may be Absolutely. especially strong for line twos. But yeah, it's like our innate gifts, skills, talents, abilities, like things that we are born with that we naturally develop or maybe remember. Mm -hmm. um, they become so natural to us um, that we might not see them anymore, yet they can be so highly valuable to others. Mm -hmm. And they are so easy for us. Um, and that's like, that's maybe another breakthrough insight. So there was a time where like, um, I was always trying to push myself harder, Capricorn moon, right? Like uh -huh. once something was easy and too easy, I would just like see, okay, like what's the next high peak that I can climb? Um, which led to me being really tired sometimes. Um, and yeah, like not being as energetic and energized and fulfilled. And that like for me was really like, hmm, I could just decide to let things be easy and I decided Here. to let things be easy. Um, and through that, like after I've decided people came to me and they just like asked me about things that were just so normal to me. So natural, like, of course, and I can do that without any effort. And I could see that it was so valuable to them. And it wasn't really like costing me much energy. And it was like, yeah, I want to continue to do things like that. That's <laughs> it's it. so much better. <laughs> yes. And it's absolutely fascinating. You're right. This is such a breakthrough insight. And like you said, yeah, we are line twos. And this is like what is kind of amplified or highlighted for us, you know, but everyone has everything from every chart, you know, you, you experience all of the gates, you know, especially because the moon goes through all of the gates and the sun goes through all of the gates so that they get kind of activated in us, right? We experience all of it. And the gates are actually connected to Yijing and, you know, Yijing is, is all about, and the gates and the gene keys, it's all about these states of consciousness and states of being that we all move through. We all move through the, all, you know, all 64 of them. 
right? But those that we have are just more highlighted for us and more present and more consistent, right? And we kind of, you know, see them, notice them more than others and focus on them more and thus can work with them more and harness them more, right? So yeah, these are just highlights, but we have it all. We have it all. Don't be in the illusion that you don't have something else, please. <laughs> but um, yeah, what I was... Um, what I was going to share is, um, yeah, this, this addiction to having it be hard. It's fascinating how we are all conditioned, how we are all conditioned that, you know, good things come from hard work. And then when it's easy, we don't trust it. Like, bloody hell, you know? Like, how? Like, you know, it's like, I didn't trust my genius, right? I didn't trust that like, hey, it just gets to be this easy. I just get to help people with their, you know, communication and of value and their message and like, that's it, right? And I was like bringing in all of these other things that I'm really good at, right? Like I'm going through a pivot right now, again, again, MG style, right? Uh, and always towards more alignment, right? And I was, um, I was, you know, being a, a business coach and like helping people also with the sales calls and the lead generation, the launches and the things like that, which I am good at, right? Those are my skills, but it's not my zone of absolute genius, right? And so it's like, yeah, these things are great, but this feels so easy. I, you can wake me in the middle of the night and like have me jump into a client session and I would go through it with pure joy and ease, Right. Whereas the other stuff, it's like my mind has to turn on and it's like, OK, let's get into it. Let's, you know, I know it. I'm good at it. But, uh, you know, and so letting it be easy is was hard. <laughs> it was hard. It's incredible how we're used to, you know, how used to it we are to make things, you know, difficult and like, you know, to to struggle through it. And yeah. And we're stuck also in this um employee mentality unless I effort right unless it's hard you know the, the reward we don't deserve the reward you know in some kind of way so um, that was yeah that is a huge breakthrough insight right there check your addiction to pain <laughs> you know check your addiction to pain check your ad addiction to struggle you know check your addiction to constant healing right oh this is not good enough and that is not good enough you know and I got to change this and like Mm, I got to like struggle a little bit more through this healing to really deserve what's on the other side, right? When I finish this, then, and then being in this constant st state of waiting for your next level, right? Instead of like claiming it now, like the rebel, like, no, I'm not healed. No, I don't got this, right? But I can still move through life, you know, allowing this to come to me, right? If it's meant for me, like I'm open to receiving, right? Yeah, that's actually like all second chakra themes that you were saying, like addiction in general is like a very second chakra theme, right? Like also like this like feeling of deserving, like do we feel worthy of like having things be easy? And this is like maybe where the guilt theme comes up because if we see people in our environment, loved ones, friends, peers, whatever, struggling and things are just like easy for us. So this is like actually like, I guess this is like was... And may sometimes still be, if I'm honest, a struggle for me. Um, allowing myself to let things be easy, even if I see that others are struggling with it. 
And also, again, seeing this responsibility part, we all make our own decisions and we are responsible for ourselves. Mm. If I'm kind of like dimming myself down, making things harder for myself because I see others struggling, I am not helping them like mm. out of solidarity or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it's of no use to them. Um, it's rather like the right action in this case is to be like courageous, connect with myself, with my center of power, with my energy. It's like, okay, like I'm doing this. And if I am doing this, then I can inspire and encourage others to do the same. Like if I allow myself to let things be easy and joyful and fun, I have more energy available. I have more to give. I have overflow. I have abundance and I can give from there. Mm. I'm not serving people if I'm staying like kind of like in a self-made container just like yeah because I don't want to trigger anyone make mm-hmm. anyone upset or like um whatever like it's it's just not helping not anyone not yeah me and, and not anyone else and it's a big thing so you know you have a, a fully open emotional center right and that's like one of the the conditionings there it's like I don't want to trigger others I don't want to bring up you know, like a, a huge emotional response, you know, I don't want to be responsible. So for someone going through, you know, a big emotions, right. And then because of that, you know, um, we shy away from, you know, having hard conversations or sharing something that might trigger someone or speaking our truth. Right. And this is something that like has so many layers to it. Right. I, I no longer work with people at the beginning stages of their entrepreneurial journey, but more so like when they're already established, right? And they're already successful and still it comes up, right? How do you communicate with your team? Are you really honestly saying what you want to say, right? And then what you said also like these, like it requires a perception shift, right? A perspective shift, you know, it's like, like, no, I, I get to see it this other way. If I do activate this and if I am in alignment, it's going to help others versus staying in this other state, right? So, yeah, like really that shift in the mind is truly needed. And then what you said, like reconnecting with your center of power, right? Your solar plexus, not in human design, but like in your chakras, um, like really connecting to that. That was also, you know, a big big breaks through me on my journey of like reconnecting with my body and my chakras, right. And working with them. And it's like, yeah, I can connect to that. And I used to feel like when I would think about, you know, my next level or something that I wish to manifest in my life, I noticed that I would have this feeling of contraction in there. You know, I would think about, you know, for example, in the beginning, like I would think about money and it's like, you know, and like my solar plexus contracts. Right. And then I realized as I did the work, you know, and like came from my heart and also my solar plexus started to expand and connecting to my power, right? It's like, you know, oh, putting myself out there, being visible, you know, sharing this and sharing that, oh, you know, contraction in there. And then like rewiring that and like, oh, now it gets to open up and sitting with myself, sitting in that stillness, right? This is what, you know, us who have, um, undefined or open roots are really here to do help people slow down and be present and be in this stillness instead of this constant pressure to do 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 which the defined ones have right we're here to help them be patient and slow down and tune in right and then when you tune in you can notice these little things in your soma right in your somatic experience like oh, I'm feeling contracted here when I think about this. I feel endangered. My body doesn't feel safe. Let's rewire that. Let's create safety when I think about the next level, 
right? Or the amount of money or the amount of clients that, you know, I wish to bring in. If I don't feel safe thinking about it, you know, if I feel contracted in any way, then, you know, how can I call it in when my body is obviously saying, no, I don't want it. I'm scared of it. So sitting in that meditation, so to say, you know, sitting with your body and like, wait, let's rewire this, you know, through our body, let's open up the chakras. Let's like have my body feel safe with it and regulate the nervous system. And then in the mind also, it's like follows the beliefs, right? It doesn't have to be this way. It gets to be the other way too. That's the problem with the mind. It can prove or disprove anything, (laughs) you know, everything is true and false at the same time, depending on where you look at it, right? So are you choosing to look at it at a different way that is more empowering for you, that is more liberating for you or not? So this big shift, you know, this like embodiment that you have in your in your earth, right? Gate 46 now connecting it to human design. Right? It really is important for all of us because we're so much in the mind and we're so disconnected from what is going on within and the subtleties. And this is what's really necessary to do the big thing that you are doing, which is following your heart, your gut, your authority, whatever you want to call it, following the nudges from your higher self and spirit. Like, how can you if you're constantly, your mind is in a constant state of noise and overwhelm and constantly like pressured to think its way through all of the decisions and the steps and all of that? How can you discern the nuances between a hell yes response and like, yeah, maybe, you know, that's like a later thing. It's not a now or like, meh, I don't know. But then the shoulds come in and you're like, oh, I should listen to the shoulds. Yeah, there's actually like also, especially speaking about the solar plexus, a lot of breakthrough insight from my own life, but also like from those of my clients actually in this phase of like taking a leap and going forward, connected to their sense of power and manifestation. Um and it connects to what you just said, and maybe the gate 46 and this connection to the body. It's like not only like sitting still with it and observing it and analyzing it and like seeing how we could rewrite beliefs. That is super, super helpful. And I work a lot with that also energetically. But it's also about allowing ourselves to feel and embody and process through our body, especially the solar plexus, like the contractions that are there, maybe the stored anger, the stored frustration that is there, the sadness that's behind that in the heart, like all those feelings. Um, I see the body and all those somatics as a big key that can open big, 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 big castles in that sense, because we perceive reality through a certain lens. So if we were conditioned to believe in all of this life, things have always been a certain way. We thought they were a certain way. We are not able to see that there's any other way. Yeah. Processing things through the body, it just releases and rewires so much from the subconsciousness. Like things can get out, like the anger, for example, that can be expressed or like if the anger is being expressed, then the sadness underneath can come out. Then we can see like, oh, maybe like how things have always worked out is not the only way. Maybe this wasn't right. So maybe things get to work out a different way for me. Mm. And that's where we kind of step into a new reality, where we may also step into like a new sense of worthiness of deserving it's like oh maybe i do deserve to let things be easy maybe i don't need to like inflict so much pain on myself and suffering Mm. on myself like 
maybe this is not true. And then also like having the space, especially in the solar plexus, freed up to claim it from the sense of power of like, yes, I do deserve a life that I love. I do deserve to have things be easy and to let them be flow. I do deserve like whatever it is that we want, mm. what we truly want. Yes. Yes. And what, what you what you just shared brought me back to my moment of like throwing a huge tantrum, like around this frustration and getting to that moment of liberation. You know, it really was necessary. And now I know this and now I allow myself to have the space to like let the emotions, you know, go, especially because I'm an emotional authority. So I and I have a very defined emotional center. So I go through all four waves, especially the the, the collective wave with the gates 36 and 30 is like huge. It's like building up and then like something happens that kind of doesn't meet your expectations and you go into this huge crash and despair, you know, and I was hitting these, you know, um, walls and frustration. And I was like, why is this not working? You know, bloody hell. And I was angry and I was like cursing and like angry at God and angry at, you know, things and like angry at everything and letting myself do that, you know, and I had a, a beautiful friend and a beautiful coach, you know, who held space for me and allowed me to throw this tantrum so I can release everything. And in throwing that tantrum, or actually I had another one before that, and it was like, these were the moments of liberation because uh, through sharing all of that and sharing what I don't want and what I'm angry at, I got to the moment of like, well, this is what I do want. And I'm not giving it to myself. You know, I want it to be like full of flow and full of ease. And like, I want life to be magical. And why is it not? And why is it so frustrating and like not happening and all of that? And I was like, wait, it gets to be that way. And I get to give it to myself. I was the one who was piling all of this, you know, and these conditions and things. Right. And it was reflected back to me as well. And it's like, okay. You know, the anger was about everything that is misaligned. So we do need to allow ourselves the space and hold ourselves and create this, you know, kind of space of safety also within our body to just let it all out. If you want to cry, cry it out. If you want to like hit a pillow, hit a pillow. Like if you want to throw a tantrum, do that, right? And if you're with someone, just, you know, let them know that they should just hold space, not give any advice, like not none of that, just please hold space for me, right? And let me let it all out and actually trigger me to give you more, maybe, you know, to cry more, to be angry more, to like get it all out of my system so that I can really get to the bottom of things, right? And I feel like you're so, such a beautiful coach for that, for holding that space, you know, like, and, and giving people an, an understanding you know, all of the, the extremes of human behavior, right? You got that gate 15 and your Jupiter. It's like uh, accepting not just, you know, like yourself, but the behaviors of everyone and the extremes of the human condition and like holding space for it with all of your open centers. It's like, hello, this is what you do so beautifully, you know, for us. And uh, I'm guessing that's why, you know, your your clients love you and looking from your testimonials. It's like, Nani is this beautiful guy that holds space for me and allows me to be myself and just like let it all out and process it and go through it. So that's you. Yeah, I guess like it's again, it's this inner practice like of holding myself and like, yeah, loving myself, accepting myself in like all kinds of extremes. And then I can do it for others. Mm. Yeah. And, um, Again, maybe this is something so natural. Like, I mean, 
yeah, sometimes I, I, I can observe myself being judgmental too. But in, in general, like from the space of love, it's just like everything is kind of like, yeah, like there is space for for everything. And that might also be a breakthrough inside. I don't know. Again, it's the thing that is pretty like natural to me is to just need everything with love mm. as much as I can and as I remember. And yeah, I do have fluctuations. Um, but this is like where things always evolve and unfold in beautiful ways, just meeting everything with love. And that's the key. Ah, like what you said, you fluctuate, but you are stable in that, right? Like meeting everything with love. Yeah, you get out of it, but you notice it, you know, sooner or later you notice, oh, and then you come back to it. And this is this is the thing that you... I feel like this is a thing that we need to be radically responsible for. You know, before when I thought of the term of like radically responsible for myself and for everything that I desire to, you know, manifest in my life, it felt with this huge sense of burden. And then after that breakthrough moment, it was like, no, I just need to be radically responsible to creating unburdened joy of life and be focused on that. And everything else, you know, I am then radically responsible for that is like then connecting to that, right? And for you, what I'm hearing right now is that you are radically responsible for coming back to that place of love and self-love and loving yourself in your humanness and not judging yourself and giving yourself everything that you want, right? Following your true desires instead of the shoulds. Like, I'm going to love myself more than the shoulds. Right. And I'm going to give myself my true desires. And if today I, you know, I'm going through a launch, but I feel like I need, you know, to go and surf, which is what Nani loves to do, then this is it. I'm going to love myself and honor the, the nudge that I can now clearly discern. In the beginning, maybe I didn't. But now I know that this is a nudge and I, I've learned that I need to follow it. Because if I don't, it, you know, things don't manifest the way that they should. It's more resistance, right? And this brings me on the path of least resistance. And then you go and do that thing. And then your entire nervous system relaxes and opens up instead of staying in that state of tension. And through that openness, you're open to receive and things manifest. So it's like you go and surf and you, you get the, the launch results versus pushing through the launch and getting the launch results, right? It's like, ah, oh my God, it gets to be like this. It's incredible. We are so not used to it. So I, it's, ah, it's a little saddening that, that, that it, like, this is so unfamiliar for us, that there needs to be so much education around that and illumination around that, you know, but this is the time that we are in, right? Yeah, exactly. Because whatever we do, like we do from like the energy or the state of being that we are in, and when we take care of ourselves and like we are energized, we are full, then we can give from overflow and we can give and show up from this place um, in anything, like be that in the launch and life, like in, in whatever it is. Whereas like if we push ourselves like into maybe not so aligned actions because we think we should, then we also show up from that place. and. Um, I guess people can feel that. And um, I personally, I prefer to work with people who are full too, 
and forgive from that place of love and overflow and abundance and like this this like fullness of life um and i guess like everyone does probably like no matter if people are energetically sensitive or not so it just makes so much more sense to take care of ourselves and our energy for ourselves and for those that we serve mm. but it makes sense but we don't go after it because we're so conditioned to do it the other way And it connects me to, you know, one final question. I have so many questions and things that we can dive into that I would love to hear from you, but this episode is going to go into three hours. Uh, but this one big thing I want to ask you, because 70% of the population has an open or undefined heart. The heart center is connected to self-worth, right? Um, one of the things. And so when you have it undefined or open, you can, your sense of self-worth and self-esteem kind of fluctuates, right? And you, you have a kind of sometimes, you know, uh, unfortunately harder time to kind of anchor into, you know, that like, I'm just worthy and that's it. And so what people do is like uh, in the business world, it's like, um, first of all, undercharging, big thing. Um, and then the second thing is like trying to prove, right. And this, we can see this through, you know, your content. I see this through my clients content, even those of them who are like, you know, really far ahead, you know, tens of thousands of followers and like, you know, lots of content and all of that. And still there's this, you know, like, Oh, through my content, I need to prove, right. As if you haven't proven already, you know, it's like, it's not there consistently, you know, it, it, it takes a certain practice to come back to that and get anchored into that, that sense of self-worth and like, I deserve this and I'm going to give myself this and I am this child of God and an incarnation, right. Of source. And in itself, I'm inherently worthy. Right. And that's the thing that we need, we need to anchor into or you need to, because I have it defined. So how is it for you to have this center open and what do you do to anchor into your, self-worth anchoring in my worth very very important practice is really like going through my emotions and my feelings first listening to my gut and to my heart this guidance and then also seeing like where is anger like where am i maybe like not charging my worth and then where am i being angry at myself processing that and then kind of like it's kind of like always like going into this next level always kind of brings those things up where some part of me thought okay like i need to do this because of this and this and this and this but then the truth of me knows like no 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 and then i get to process this i get to go through that and then i get to shift it on a very 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 deep level and then there's no question about it it's done it's shifted so that is one question uh, one answer Uh, to to charging the prices and charging my worth. The other thing, like uh, to not go into this thing of needing to prove myself, um, you kind of touched upon that while you were asking and sharing about it, is to be aware when am I going into this mode of like wanting to prove myself. And again, like it often comes like I I see it like signal to me through a certain emotionality. So if someone says something um, and I may get triggered about it and then I react to prove my worth. It's like, wait a moment, like this is emotionality. Uh, when I get to notice it, it's like I get to remind myself like, no, I don't have anything to prove to anyone. That's fine. And then it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. 
that's a big thing, right? Like the biggest thing really with working with, you know, any kind of conditioning, both in the defined and undefined centers and, and for everything in life is that self-awareness and like noticing it. You know, if anyone has read Dr. Joe Dispenza's book, Rewire, uh, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, it really is like, you know, he talks about this process and it's just about noticing the thing and then you start noticing it faster and faster, right? And shifting it does faster and faster until at one point you notice it so fast that you, it, like, it almost doesn't go in the old direction anymore, right? And then you're finally in there, you know, you're, you're really quick at doing that. So it just takes that practice, right, of noticing and like, oh, oh, wait, wait, this is coming from there. And this is why I guess, you know, I'm guessing for you too, right? But I, I found this, that this is one of the beautiful things that we all fall in love with. And the reason why we fall in love with human design, because it's so precise at illuminating these things, right? And telling us like, hey, be careful of this. This might show up for you and it's going to show up like this, right? And so when you are aware of that, then you can really like, oh, notice it and shift it. And then you know what you can shift it into. Whereas before I was wondering, you know, well, this might be also okay. And that might also be okay, right? And it seems kind of okay on one level. I can't give you an example right now. Unfortunately, it's, it's not coming up. But it's like, yeah, like this, mm, I don't know, maybe. Yes, no, I don't know. And this gave me like a real, like, you know, real precision around oh this is alignment and this is like mis this this is conditioning right and so with noticing that we can really shift that so noticing that really is the key where you are like acting out of the trying to prove yourself you know where you are undervaluing yourself where you are not kind of like lean back you know and like i am inherently worthy and and kind of anchoring yourself in that or like you're just kind of like leaning forward and like, let, let me tell you, let me prove you, let me say more, let me do more, let me, mm, 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 you know, and kind of like always uh, jumping, you know, to do that. And I, and I just want to connect it again back to that energetic and somatic work, right? And like anchoring back into the, the solar plexus, you know, and like working with it and working with the solar plexus to like open it up and expand and also, you know, certain practices of like really keeping a little journal notebook um, of your, you know, let's say coaching su success or something like that. Like, oh, today, you know, this is what happened in the coaching session. And it was so beautiful. And I got this, you know, a testimonial and I got this and I got that. And like keeping kind of like, you know, a little score of that. So that when you kind of get lost a little bit, you go back through it and not just kind of read through it, but really immerse yourself in it. And like connect and feel into your solar plexus and like, mm, yeah, this is me. This is what happened. You know, thank you. You know, I, I appreciate, you know, coming back to uh, to my power. Right. And expanding it, you know, more and more from the solar plexus and like, OK, now I can move forward, you know, anchored back into it. And whenever you get out of it, coming back to it. So it's like it ebbs and flows for those of you who have it open or undefined. So it's it's like a constant practice you know even for us who have a defined i had to do you know hypnosis you know for for worthiness so it's not like all of us have it easy you know like oh you have a defined you're immediately feel worthy for everything no 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 <laughs> sometimes it takes work right so i hope that we illuminated some of it for you and uh 
if there's anything else left, please, you know, reach out to me. You can send me a message and ask me questions. And you can also find Nani. She's going to tell you where you can find her right now. But uh, you feel free to send us some questions. And then, um, you know, we can cover it maybe in the next episode or I'll cover it in a solo episode or through my content or, or anything like that. So. Nani, where can people find you? How can they work with you and like immerse themselves in your magic? Yes, I would love to see you guys on Instagram at nanichanani.com. You can probably find the link with Eva. And you can yeah. also check my website if you want to go a little bit more in detail. But if you have any questions around doing what you love, sharing your gifts, strengths and passions, how to find them, how to be clear about them, how to channel them into beautiful heart and soul projects that really deeply fulfill you and that bring you so much joy mm. in ways that align to you, please, 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 please reach out to me. And I'm super excited to hear about it. Yes. Oh, I'm excited for anyone who's got to work with you because and like immerse themselves in your magic and like step on this path of alignment with, with love and unburdened joy of life and just magic, right? Make life magical. That's the goal. What else is the goal? Well, I don't know. <laughs> so thank you, Nani, and thank you for everyone listening. We'll see you in the next episode.